Well, the, the, the challenge is to stay authentic. Uh, because being authentic isn't necessarily appealing. Because if uh, there will be people that don't like your personality or don't like uh, the way you approach things or don't like the direction that you feel called to go to. Um, because everybody's got an opinion. So uh, the challenge is to turn that off. Yeah. And, and stick to remembering what happened when I was 18. That I was called to serve. I was called to uh, serve God and, and live that way. Hey friends, welcome to episode six of Story at the Center podcast. My name is Jason. And I'm Abby. And we want you to do us a huge favor today. Would you subscribe first to the podcast so that whenever a new episode drops every other Friday, you get notified. It will show up right on your device, um, whether you are on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, or maybe you're listening some other way in one of the other platforms, you will get notified of when a new episode drops, and uh, we want you to be in the know on that, um, and yeah, there's no confusion about where and when you can get your episodes, so we want you to, to be in the know and do that for us, so that's number one. Number two, would you leave us a review? Because when you leave a review, someone stumbles across our podcast, um, they can read it and see for themselves exactly what they're getting into. Um, reviews are important. You you guys all probably do that. Whether you're looking for a place to eat, or uh, maybe it's a plumber or something, <laughs> you're 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 maybe searching on Yelp or Google and trying to find what are other people saying about these people that I'm maybe going to use for whatever in my life. And so, same goes for the podcast. We would love for you um, to let us know about how we're doing. One, so that we can um, grow mm -hmm. in this. Um, we want. God's word to travel, um, the stories that he's written in the hearts and the lives of people that, that we're sharing with you um, are important to what God wants to do in the world. And so um, we want to grow in that. We want to deliver these stories to you in the best way possible. And if you leave a review, we, would re we will read it and we'll take it to heart, but it also helps people find our podcast. And so we hope that you will do that as well. Um, in the show notes today, um, there's also a link um, to where you can leave us a voice message about um, maybe the story God's doing in your life. We would love to hear that story. Yeah. Um, we, we hope to do a future episode um, on your stories, um, sharing your voice messages with the audience. And so um, we can do that if you leave us a message with your story. You can do that on the landing page for our podcast, and that's in the show notes today. So we invite you to do that as well. Today on the podcast is our good friend, Gabe Kiefer. Gabe is the real deal. He is, um, as I like to say, um, he's as real as it gets. He's, a, mm -hmm. he's just a real dude. And um, man, um, he shares his heart today. Yeah. Um, his story of, uh, you know, really starting out um, sort of in some hardship in his life and what God has done. Um, and how God is using him. And so um, I can't wait for you to hear Gabe's story. And so we're going to get right to that, um, sharing with you um, the story of our friend Gabe Kiefer. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Story at the Center. Um, today we have our good friend Gabe here. Welcome, Gabe, to the podcast. Um, and um, we're just so glad you're here with us to um, have a conversation about your story and what God's done in your life. Um, we're going to start it off today just um, 
give us kind of an overview, like a large, like bird's eye view mm. of like what God's doing, where you are right now, um, how you're serving, just where you're at and um, all of that. All right. Well, thanks for having me, uh, Jason and Abby. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see how this conversation goes. Uh, well, um, uh, I kind of forgot all of what you just asked me, but <laughs> we're going to roll with it. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I've been in ministry for a little over 20 years. Um, I, I got saved when I was 16 at a youth camp, um, kind of, uh, in the, in, in the, uh, emotionally charged, uh, aspect of things and then what, went, what's that like <laughs> <laughs> and then went back to high school and and fell in love with marijuana and and all sorts of other things that led me away from the lord and um and uh and then when i was 18 i um i went back to that same youth camp and um knew that it was going to be uh, kind of an emotional time and knew that I was going to be convicted of all the things that I was doing because I knew what I was doing was wrong and uh, the lifestyle choices I was making um, but I believe that I heard the Lord speak to my heart and say well you have two decisions you can continue to please yourself and do what you are doing now um, or you can live for me and it may not always be easy but i will provide for you i will pave the path for you and um and you'll just serve me for the rest of your life and um and that was day two of the five-day camp and so i i was like okay i choose to serve you and i have ever since i went down that mountain it was a literal mountain we were 75 hundred feet up mm. and uh, uh in the california mountains and when i came back down to the city um i actually moved away from the whole lifestyle i never smoked again never did drugs again um and uh and i've i've been living for him ever since mm. so good yeah gabe um man i i uh think about what you just said and so many so many kids have um, been in a similar scenario at, at a youth camp somewhere right like I mean you hear stories all the time of uh, I was at a youth camp and I just came face to face with Jesus mm-hmm. like talk talk about that a little bit more like we we know yes it can be emotionally charged right but um, I my story's a little bit similar I mean I grew up I grew up in the church but like the call on my life came at a youth camp. And I know like, you know, senior pastor Will Davis has a similar story that he shared last week even in a message about how his call came um, at a camp. Um, like what, what's that environment like for, for students? Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so, it's so pivotal and it's so important? Well, um, I, I, at the time, I felt the biggest thing for me and why I was able to hear God so clearly was there was a lot of unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of unity. There was um, very few youngsters were uh, ignoring the uh, the call and and ignoring God at the time. Uh, 
and you're you're removed from distractions. So they yeah. uh, at least because we were on a literal mountaintop, right. they called it the mountaintop experience. Right. You know, um, and so I I believe when you remove distractions and remove um, the noise of the, of your life and remove the noise of of the world you will hear God and um, he doesn't have to be on the mountain to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be my circumstance. Yeah. So you, you mentioned unity. Um, maybe talk about why that was important for you individually. Like what was your life? Where, where, where was your life lacking unity that maybe that unifying experience meant so much? We're about to get deep. <laughs> um, uh, so I, when I received the Lord, I also received the Lord out of desperity. I was desperate because, if that's the right word, I, um, I, uh, I, I had just got kicked out of my home, and I got put in a foster care center. And um, it was my last stop before mm-hmm. some sort of detentional center that they said and uh and so my parents dropped me off and then like three weeks later i i ended up at this youth camp and i was able to go but i i knew going home i wasn't going home to my home i was going home to this environment that i lived with six strangers um i had staff members that were there and so it was I was going home to like brokenness and mm-hmm. and fear and <clears throat> this um uh, just I don't know my heart was like in confusion and abandoned I felt abandoned mm-hmm. um you know and so I accepted God because I I felt that there um that that's all that's all I could do to make it better you know uh and then when I went and was a part of this this uh group home this foster center foster care center um i i learned that uh you you have to fend for yourself you have to um to to each their own Mm -hmm. you know and that's survival of the fittest right yeah yeah like uh oh 100 (laughs) percent and uh and the the amount of uh people that you're living with changed all the time Mm -hmm. i started there um at 16 and then when i aged out and left i had lived with uh about 20 uh other young young boys Mm. at the time same age so um in the course of two years so um so a lot happens uh a lot goes through your life there's no real consistency there's no real um foundation um and so you you kind of try to grab at things that uh make you happy or fulfill you which is why i chose the things that i chose to uh, make me happy yeah um so once at the point where you had gone to church camp um gone back you were saved gone back got into all the the sticky stuff um and then went back and decided you know I'm living my life for Jesus like who in your life like when you were like okay I'm laying my life down 
who in your life, like, who were those important people that, like, rallied around you? Oh, man. That's a great question. I thought that question was going in a different direction. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, that's a great question. Uh, and I and I think that's very important to our walk is uh, finding those people and clinging on to them, uh, regardless if they want you to or not. <laughs> so one one of them is actually who I uh, ended up naming my 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 firstborn son. His middle name is Lyle, and Lyle Detweiler. So mm-hmm. Lyle Detweiler is the is the gentleman that I uh, that I that I clinged on to mm. and uh he was the youth pastor he had become the youth pastor but he um he spoke into my life quite a bit and um and then I started to surround myself by other pastors um a lot of them uh and in other uh who I looked up to as godly influences mm. um yeah so the I think the connection there is important, right? You, you didn't have you didn't have a lot of consistency. You said you didn't have there wasn't a lot of unifying things in your space, and then you found this this sweet spot almost, right? A safe place in this growing relationship with Christ through these relationships that you built, and it. It sounds like that that was sort of a stepping stone of where you find yourself now, right? I mean, you you've surrounded yourself with people who were who have given themselves fully to mm-hmm. the thing that God made them for, mm-hmm. and um, you're you're living that now, right? You're you're sort of like it's like the the foundation that they laid. Um, you're building 100%. on top of it, right? And so talk about that a little bit, like the influence of those important people in your in your life and how that's how that's um sort of laid that foundation well i call them my spiritual fathers yeah. so um my part of you know part of my story is my dad and i did not have a great relationship mm-hmm. so i didn't know what a consistent involved um uh strict father figure was like um, so when these when these godly men surrounded themselves around me and allowed me to um, pick their brains, ask them questions, challenge them, mm-hmm. uh, didn't leave me when I fought back, uh, didn't didn't um, didn't cancel me when mm-hmm. I challenged them because I mean my environment that's like you said you you survive you figure out ways to survive. And it's not always socially acceptable or, right. you know, you get rough, you get, uh, and so you learn to challenge authority very quickly. Mm-hmm. And these men, they, they were very patient. They were very, um, uh, just, just like they, they were a great example of what God is for us yeah. and, um, and showing, uh, I learned early what that, uh, that word agape, agape love, mm-hmm. you know, and what that was like, that unconditional unwavering um uh love and so to answer your question what i do now is i do that is i uh is i love uh i love fully and i i i'm quick to pick out people that i feel that could be poured into um regardless of age Mm. 
yeah uh gender demographic mm. and um and if i feel a tug in my heart and god says i want you to spend some time with this one then i do mm. and i do um unconditionally with no agenda uh and um and that has brought me so much peace and so much joy and mm. so um so much fulfillment in my life um on top of being a husband being a father yeah uh, which is the the biggest joy in my life yeah sorry i'm out here like tears rolling down my face right now <laughs> that's just real <laughs> um i love your obedience like that is something that i myself personally will not necessarily struggle with but kind of toss around and i think a lot of people do that where it's like okay like the spirit's calling me but like this might be uncomfortable and this might be like hard and i love the fact that you said yes and like not only did you say yes but you said i'm gonna say yes and like go all that extra like it's like you don't look back and that's so encouraging for me because i'm like okay i need to do that (laughs) like i need to just like go like pedal to the metal like just go for it mm-hmm. and that's so i want to like affirm you in that because that is so mm-hmm. good and like i see that sunday mornings every day that you're serving our church and that's mm-hmm. so so amazing and i love it so much um i don't know that i necessarily have a question it's just that <laughs> was just me like going on and rambling but um yeah it's so cool to see and um i guess kind of to go into like what you're doing now with our production team and how you're leading them and how you're leading not only them but like the worship team and everyone that's in that room Mm -hmm. like you're 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 leading them so well so like how has that been for you like and what kind of is going through your head and like what do you see God like or what do you hear God telling you in that and like leading in that oh man These are great questions. Abby's throwing out the hard hitters today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, these are great. These are great questions. Um, I have a. I can't say it's unique because I don't know if it is unique, but I have my philosophy on how I lead, mm-hmm. and I and I got it. I developed it over years by by having all those godly men and women mm-hmm. around me. Um, and so uh, part of how I lead is I, I actually lead, um, I lead first by serving. Mm. I serve first and then I find opportunity. Um, and then when that opportunity presents itself, I lead or I coach or I develop or I train or, or anything like that. Because um, I find in serving first, which that's what was done to me, mm-hmm. I was served first. I was loved first, um, then God opens up all these other doors for you to do uh, the calling that he has for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and actually, that's actually how I started my first church job mm-hmm. was sweeping the youth room. Uh, I was a youth leader, and uh, it needed to be cleaned. And the Lyle was like, well, there's a broom in the back. And so I would just come and sweep in between my jobs that I was working at the time and um, I ended up getting a job at the church later so 
just serving. Mm-hmm. Serving is how it starts for leadership for me. Um, for the for the tech team, uh, we could get wrapped up a lot in like actual practical applications or or the technology itself or the learning curves that comes with certain things. But what I find, uh, what I love about the tech arts ministry is you usually get people who are typically more on the the quiet side, the shy side, Mm -hmm. and they're usually the ones in the party that are holding up the wall. And so I like to find those, those people. Yeah and um, give them a space where they feel safe, where they feel Mm -hmm. included, where they also feel that their skill sets could be used. Uh, Because the funny thing is, is they may not be the loudest person in the room, but they're usually the smartest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) So true. And so, um, so it's, it's fun to work with, with a bunch of great people like that and, and serve them. And then, um, see the opportunities for leading yeah man that's one of the things that i admire about you is that like first and foremost like you're the real deal like you're a real you're a real dude like you're you're as real as it gets like you are you standing on the stage before a before a worship service starts you know hyping Hyping, hyping up hyping the team, up. <laughs> hyping the team, encouraging us mm. as you are, you know, you know, we, we just got done sitting at lunch, right? Like mm. sitting at lunch, you're the same guy. You're the same guy with your kids. You're mm. the same guy with your wife. You're the same, you're the same guy. And that's, that's, I, I hear when you say like ministry starts with serving first, mm. like that's, that's what I see you doing. Mm. And, and and I think that's that's what I love about your story is that like you you pushed all your chips into the center of the table mm-hmm. right you just said God if you're real this is legit mm-hmm. like I'm this is I'm it it's it mm-hmm. for me I'm gonna follow you wherever and this is all I got is me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so like oh, man. like talk about like talk about the challenges of that, but also the the joy of it. Of uh, can you uh, just being you, like just being authentically you all the time. Like the challenges and the joy of it. Oh man, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> man. So I can say this firmly that I am a very unique person, <laughs> and and my personality. Um, is uh man is wild like people people just they go there's only one Gabe you know and and I was like yeah there's only one Gabe and that's a good thing because if there was more than one Gabe in this earth (laughs) I think I think God would have to put in some overtime (laughs) um but Oh man, can you repeat the question again? Challenges and joys of just being yeah, authentically cha- you. Yeah, challenges and joys of being authentically you. Um well the the, the challenge is to stay authentic. Mm. Uh because being authentic isn't necessarily appealing because if uh there will be people that don't like your personality mm. or don't like 
uh, the way you approach things or don't like the direction that you feel called to go to um, because everybody's got an opinion. So uh, the challenge is to turn that off yeah. and, and stick to remembering what happened when I was 18, mm-hmm. that I was called to serve. I was called to uh, serve God and, and, and live that way. Yeah. Um, uh, that is, that is a consistent challenge. Um, it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It gets easier. Uh, I, I develop more tools to deal with it as I get older. That's good. Now having four kids and, and a, a wife of almost 15 years, um, you know, even, even in that, even in my marriage, you, I go and I look at other marriages and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well. I'm going to have to turn that off because I'm going to want to be like that or I'm going to want to be like that. And and my wife didn't marry them. They, mm-hmm. She married me. Right. You know, and um, and a lot of times, uh, and you know this, Jason, in marriage counseling, a lot of times you'll hear the wife say, well, he was this way or he changed or, or she changed, right? Um, or, you know, the person changed. And I... I want to live a life where I I I don't change who I am that God's called me to be, but I mold into the character and person that he's molding me. Yeah. You know. You don't change, but you grow into the I grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's grow. Good. That's good. What about the joys of that? I mean, uh, that's part of it, right? Like is, it's so freeing. Yeah. It's so freeing not to have an expectation that you're trying to be somebody that you uh, are striving to be. Um, the the growing piece, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's painful at times mm-hmm. because that um, that's looking in the mirror and saying, "Well, Gabe, you got you got to change. You gotta you gotta um, mold mm-hmm. into." Um, the direction that God's taking you right now and it, it could be it, you know that that could look this way or that way but um, but it's something different than I'm used to and so because of that that causes that causes some conflict within myself um, and learning to adapt with that but the joy is the freedom and I and I believe when we accept Jesus we experience this ultimate freedom and relief that uh it's all been forgiven it's all it's all going to be forgiven and we get to enter into the kingdom of heaven and and so there's this like freedom in that um and being who we've been created to be but then as life goes on and you allow the this world and and life to enter back into your your experience with God you you tend to get distracted from those freedoms that you first felt Mm -hmm. so I think being authentic is very freeing yeah so you just you just said um, going back and feeling that freedom that you first felt and the distraction that the world causes right and that going back to what you initially said about the distractions you felt in your life at the time when you came face to face with Jesus. Um, I guess talk about that from the perspective of 
I mean, for you and I, the distractions were different than maybe our kids are experiencing now. Yeah. Right? No, totally. But but the tactics are the same, mm. right? The enemy hasn't he's got he's only got certain tricks in his bag, right? Um he's not very he, clever. He, maybe maybe new technologies, but same same tricks, right? And so talk about um like maybe maybe advice that you'd give like uh, 16-year-old Gabe <laughs> looking back um, about how to how to stay focused on who God made you to be and what God's calling you to. Man, if I could talk to 16-year-old Gabe, would I have a connection with 16-year-old Gabe or would it just be seeing 16-year-old Gabe on the street? It, whatever you this is you get to decide how to answer this question man there's there's no uh oh, it's a hypothetical bro so if i could grab 16 year old 16 year old gabe and i know this wouldn't work because i know 16 year old gabe but if, I, <laughs> if i could grab him by the shirt collar and pin him up against the wall and get right in his face and go dude just behave you know and mm. and listen and submit to authority oh. um and and allow and allow the healing to take place and all the pain that you have and and trust in in God. Um, I would I would I would tell sixteen year old Gabe that it's it's going to be okay. Mm. Um, and you you have to trust that it's going to be okay. And that the pain that you're feeling and the anger you have and the confusion you have and the abandonment issues and the acceptance issues and all those things that you're searching for um are are all erased because of your heavenly father Mm -hmm. all of it you know um uh, but uh what was the other part to that to that question yeah just you know relating that to to the distractions that kids face today oh yes yeah I, I I did want to share about that. Um, so the distractions I feel today, because they they actually are equal for us too, right? A lot of it yeah. has to do with the um, the the ease of technology and the information um, within seconds. Yeah. So um, you and I used to have to actually open the phone to use it and uh like physically like flip it open and Correct. push a dial that beep beep or spin a rotary right so, you, you know you, you you couldn't send a nasty text message because it was too much trouble <laughs> well because right? you were you hitting push, a yeah. one two three one two three you had, you had yeah. to hit each button Kid, kids you don't understand how easy you have it and and equally how difficult you have it right yeah, well i always thought 911 was funny on a rotary dial because it was 9 and then it had to go through every other number to dial it so it was i'd go to 9 and then it goes and then it's 1 1 and i was like oh great we're all dead <laughs> by the time by the time it even rings you know um uh so uh so in this day and age, I think uh, distractions are the same, but they're just easier and they're more in your face to get to. Uh, there was an analogy that a pastor gave me. He was a roofer and uh, he said, hey, when you're laying tile, if you're off 
a half of an inch at the start of the side of the house and you're working your way across the house you're gonna be off a foot you know and so uh then you're gonna have to pull all the tile back up and um and lay it again and until you uh uh until you make sure you're not off and how that related to me was compromise Mm. the little bit of compromise you don't see it right away you actually don't see it till you get to the other side of the house um and then you realize you're way off and um and um i have learned this um uh, i don't know the appropriate word for it but i have learned this thing that i do now um that i try to protect myself and i try to teach people about compromise um, we're all going to do it at some point. We're going to compromise in some way or fashion. We do it every single day, um, whether it's letting somebody go when it's the, it's your turn to go, but mm-hmm. you compromise and you let them go. Right. Um, but when we compromise in ways that are um, not appealing to the Lord or not in God's will, mm-hmm. um, it, it does this thing that the Bible talks about where it hardens your heart. And because that compromise takes so long to actually achieve it, to to where you're at, where you're actually like fully compromising, you, you see the consequences. Yeah, you see it after you're right. in it. Mm-hmm. Right, like you're actually almost blinded because you yep. allowed that first compromise to knock you off your track, and then every compromise following, it's not until it's big. That right. you're like, oh my gosh, how did I end up here? Right. How did I do this? Yep. You know, and and I think the distractions today we justify because they're popular and because they're accepted. Um, and uh, and if we go back and stay true to God's word, then we know that it doesn't bless his heart to do these things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make him happy. Um, and it, it, it doesn't bring him joy which then in turns brings you joy brings you peace brings you gratefulness brings you all these things yeah um so yeah it's good yeah i'm thinking about um god's word as our like instruction manual and i think candy had talked about it last episode she had said like oh thank you jesus for um this parenting manual and in, this like book, life right? yeah like he <laughs> oh, just the answers to life oh you mean it's in the book yeah oh, wow. <laughs> yeah and i think that that really goes along with it like as long as you have your you have his word here and you're like okay let me let me look at what's going on and let me see is that biblical unbiblical what does he want me to do what is this like he has it all it's all in there like it's all he's he's it's why we have it it's a guidance and um I think that's huge and just it's like ever available for us and we just kind of are like eh, whatever well I think that goes back to the the scripture that talks about um that we're not supposed to just be I think it's James says we're not supposed to just be hearers of the word but doers of the word mm-hmm. right I think compromise comes in when we're when we're okay just being hearers of the word and not mm-hmm. doers right um because yeah. we can we can justify our actions not based on what we hear, but because it's just something that we heard. It's not something that we do. It's not a way that we live. Um, yeah, and for real. That's that's. Um, I I love what you said because it's it's so true. 
that once once compromise creeps in compromise becomes easier mm-hmm. and it becomes easier and it becomes mm-hmm. easier and then you do wake up at some point some point we all do and no matter where no matter where you've gone or where you've been at one point you wake up and you ask the question how did i get here mm-hmm. and you realize that we make very few huge decisions in life we make a lot of small ones that lead to massive decisions later Mm -hmm. right and so that's i love that and i think um i i know at least for me i've heard pastor will say this to our our student population before where he would say guys if you can get this now Right. If you can get this now in your life, mm-hmm. it will save you so much heartache mm-hmm. later. Yeah, 100%. Right? And like your story talks about that. I know my story talks about that. I mean, I I I I came com- completely b- different background as you, but in some ways probably made some of the same decisions because mm-hmm. it was um man, it was uh for me though, it was like um I'm tired of, I'm, I'm tired of being told what to do. Like everybody else yeah. is having fun out there and I'm yeah. stuck here and it felt restrictive and it felt, yeah. it felt prohibitive and God's going, no man, it's, it's cause I love you because mm-hmm. I know where this goes. Like when mm-hmm. you compromise, I know where it goes. Mm-hmm. And so, man, to see you just push your chips in and go, God, I know what this is like. And so, I'm going to put it in your hands and I'm just going to follow you wherever you go and wherever you're leading me is just, um, man, it's such a great testimony. Um, mm. uh, to, to finish up, um, just, just talk about, um, maybe how you, how your, your story, the things that you've walked through, you talked about it a little bit about, about being a servant first, but, um, like, what what do you want to see the people that you lead do with it? Like, mm. what what do you, what do you want to see them know about Jesus? What do you want to what do you want what do you want to see them become in Christ? Um, because they're a part of what you're doing, what what we're doing. Ultimately, what impact? do I want to make on the on the people I lead or just in life in general yep. I mean you're leading people wherever yeah. you go right yeah. wherever so. you go yeah and and uh, that's truth there's there's one more piece to my calling that uh, I didn't get an opportunity to share and that's that's to share the love of God mm. um, and I do that everywhere and I do it without shame mm. and I do um and uh but i've learned i've learned to play the long game uh i learned that when you when you kick open a door in somebody's heart and you shove the bible in it uh there's all you're doing is moving around the pain moving around the existing issues moving around the existing doubt man that's existing all the existing stuff you're not you're not actually emptying it out Mm. but when you hang out with somebody and you spend life and you live life with them and you create a safe, safe place for them to open up and share that stuff starts to leave then you can yep you can insert the bible and you can insert god and you can and now they're more open to it cuz there's room in their heart for it yeah um so the the kind of legacy that i would want to leave behind 
is one of, of just love of, of loving people uh, unconditionally um, it's that agape love again right mm, that agape love and um, <clears throat> that when anybody ever came in contact with me they came in contact with somebody that could um, see them for who they are mm -hmm. and that's a child of God um, and that's uh, and and see them and help them and and uh, and coach them because um, there's that kind of like cheesy uh, saying now pay it forward mm -hmm. you know but um, uh, it's actually when when Jesus told the disciples to go be fishers of men yep. mm -hmm. is the original pay it forward <laughs> it's true <laughs> you know I love so, that so much <laughs> so um, uh, so the the way I would I do that and and the legacy I want to leave behind is um, people who uh, love unconditionally and and see people for who God created them to be um, and are patient to um, with that person to allow their real self to come out because I think God created us uh, uh, blameless he created us uh, spotless he created us uh, perfect in in him in his image and then we were born yeah, that's in, right into, that's right into the world that's right um and then now we have birthmarks and and different things mm -hmm. and so uh part of being jesus with skin on which is what lyle taught me mm -hmm. uh is is to love people that way yeah and to see them to be able to see them perfect mm -hmm. you know even when you're looking at somebody uh, and the way they treat you is nowhere near perfect mm -hmm. and you want to poke them in the eye or something, <laughs> you know? uh, but yeah throat punch that's what I usually go to I'm a work in progress too yeah. <laughs> yeah. well Gabe thanks so much for sharing your story man it's yeah. been so good to kick around uh, these ideas and talk about you know your heart on this man um, again like I hope you guys heard what we know which is like Gabe's a real dude like he's, yeah. he's the realist and um, that uh, his something that he shared today has been something that uh, that God is going to use for his purpose and mm. his plan in your life to to encourage you to be you, to encourage you to 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 love people the way Jesus loves us in the world around us. And um, man, thanks for thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's awesome. <laughs>